Hello, everyone. Welcome to another very special edition of Make Believe Heroes. Today, we are presenting our next Make Believe Champions episodes. This one shot was recorded in one long session, but we will be releasing it in two separate episodes. So you've got part one today, and in one week, we will release the second half of this adventure set in the world of Monumi. Just like the last Champions game that we did, this one involves some pertinent things from the world of Monumi, and it is canonical in the world of MBH. I'm ready for you all to hear it, but first, there are a couple things I did want to mention. One, somewhere between like the 25 to 30-ish minute mark, you might notice some loud clanging noises. Uh, we were recording with a couple of patrons, and they had a hailstorm move in right in the middle of our recording. So just for a few minutes there, you'll notice some sounds of hail crashing against their roof or whatever. They weren't in any danger. Uh, we, we were very clear that we needed to stop if things got out of hand, but the hail passed pretty soon and then goes back to normal. And of course, you'll notice that their voices are a little different from ours because we have invested our time and money into making a podcast and we don't expect our patrons who are already supporting our show with hard-earned cash to get into these champions one-shots to go out and buy fancy recording setups. So it still sounds quite good, in my opinion, and it was a blast to play, and I'm excited for you all to finally hear it. Now, I know a lot of you probably are wondering, uh, when are we going to see Season 3.5? Well, I'm working hard on that, but with the current pandemic and some other things going on, recording has been a little bit difficult. Scheduling has become more complicated. Plus, I've recently had a huge change in career and things like that. So we are working hard on it. I've been writing and I'm very, very excited to get it created, uh, recorded and edited. As of right now, just a sort of projected uh, goal that I've set is I'm hoping to begin releasing season 3.5 in November of this year. So I will keep you updated uh, as soon as I have some answers. But for now, that is sort of the date that I have set in mind. Hopefully we can begin in November and maybe even wrap up 3.5 by the end of the year. And then we're looking at season four launching early in 2020. I expect there'll be less of a wait between 3.5 and season four. But again, with with scheduling and recording, uh, we are just we're sort of at the mercy of uh, schedules and all of that stuff. So just bear with us. I promise it's coming, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it, or you know, or hate it, <laughs> or hate it. Um, but anyhow, this is a, uh, a different sort of fun romp, and I'm uh, I'm very glad that you guys are finally going to get a chance to hear it. Uh, and we have some more Make Believe Champions episodes that'll be coming in the coming weeks. There will actually be four total released before season 3.5 launches. So you can look forward to that. So with no further ado, I present to you part one of the Brightport Buccaneers. All right. This is a podcast. <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> Where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. With each other. Wow, I was not expecting an intro.
I'll tell you what let's do. I've always meant to do this with our Champions episodes and then forgot before we actually start with the game itself. I do want to give you guys a quick chance to introduce yourselves. So why don't you just tell us your names? We don't have to do one of those icebreaker things where you're like, oh, and I like this. I and like you spaghetti. Just tell us who you are. <laughs> spaghetti. My name is James, and I will be playing Torn Bladeskill today. Nice. James, who's your favorite NBH character? No pressure. Oh, God, that is... Those are so many. <laughs> no pressure. Don't steal, mine. Don't steal mine. You can have the same character. Okay. Sir Vance has always been a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. He's just hilarious, but I have to say my all-time favorite... Has to actually be solid. Oh no! Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> we can't record. I'm sorry. You're not gonna like my answer if that was your reaction. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. How mean he is. Go ahead. Introduce yourself, Mike. All right. My name is Mike. Um, been playing D and D for a while. Uh, my favorite character is worse than Saul because it's probably gonna be Loric. Oh no! Oh, I oh, look. Loric was Jeremy. a terrible person. But I loved how he played him. He did a great job. <sighs> Jeremy can never listen to this. No, he couldn't. No, he, he no could've... don't show him this. We'll get this out in editing. <laughs> His head will explode. <laughs> My favorite character is Sir Vance. <laughs> we can put that in the final draft right no, there. No, uh, Lorik is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's not fair for me to choose since I'm the DM. Yeah, but, but there's also the people's champion is... Is a oh, classic. Cure. Yeah. I love all my D&D children. Um, <laughs> children. <laughs> even Kellen. <laughs> Saul, I disagree with. Lorik, I totally can agree with. I'm just kidding. I like Saul. I like them all. Uh, Lorik is underrated, mainly because of that finale. Like He's a hero. Yeah. It's just very... His character has a lot more depth than... Oh, yeah. Than, than I had seen in the, you know, previously in my own games and... Jeremy took that character all the way to the limit. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys, I'm going to start crying, please. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> and now we're going to begin with some dungeons and dragons. Actually, you know what? I'm going to roll a giant blue d20 before we do that, just for tradition's sake. Are you guys ready for it? Yeah. One. Yeah. Jeffrey, are you ready? I'm ready. That wasn't good. I think uh, I'm nineteen. Gonna, I'm gonna go. Wow! Home. Oh my later. god! Right, well, um, <laughs> it's been great. And thanks for having me on. It's been a great game, everybody. Good, totally, good to meet y'all. See you totally, later. Totally could have been a twenty. Yep. Um, I had fun making that character for uh, a ten minute use. <laughs> this session is taking place in the city of Brightport, which all of you know, but we're not there yet. It is dusk. There is a warm wind blowing as the ship on which you are all riding, named the Kareen, gently sways on the ocean waves. It's been an uneventful venture from Vinhaven. You all have had a simple and easy trip with nice weather. But now you know that your journey from Vinhaven to Brightport is coming to a close. For at this moment, you hear as the barrel man, the one high up in the crow's nest watching for the ports... Yells out from high above. Brightport just ahead. Prepare to dock in 10 minutes. So as you hear that, the ship goes about its business preparing for docking here in just a few moments. Jeffrey, why don't you tell us what your character is doing and where he's at on the ship? My character is at the wheel. Aha, the helm. Yeah, being a captain. (laughs) So you're you're telling us that your character is a captain of the ship. He might be. He's the captain of the Kareen. 
definitely is. What's he look like? He looks like a tall figure, hmm. and he's a actually a blue dragonborn. Oh, interesting. Okay, what's he wearing? Black leather coat mm. with some tan, regular-looking pants, but this kind of looks like the captain of a ship, you know? Any uh, any weapons to be seen? Uh, he does have a crossbow on his back that you can see. Or uh-huh. on his waist, at least. Okay, so, uh, James, where is your character on the ship? And describe him for us. Well, uh, he's a dark gray... It's this dull, dark gray uh, scales on. And he's a dragonborn as well. Cool. Uh, he's got silver eyes, no hair, obviously. But he would probably be just down in the hold. He probably had a room towards the back. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a full room, but a little, little area he was staying in. He's probably just gathering up his things and after he heard the announcement. All right, Mike, same question to you. Where are you on the ship? And describe your character for us. All right, I am probably... Somewhere in the middle of the ship, kind of hanging mm-hmm. off one of the sides. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of laid back and kind of looking at everybody else. My character is a uh, half-elf male, probably mid to young age, black hair, silver eyes. Pretty good looking guy. But of course, uh, so you're just sort of hanging out over the ship watching. You can see the lights of Brightport now sort of showing just up ahead where you guys are circling in and heading for the docks. And as you're kind of leaning back, looking over, just enjoying the, the nice night, you feel something wet hit your hand. I'm going to look up, see if it's rain. Okay. There's no rain. You look over and where your hand was on the banister, there is a large brown bear licking it. Yeah, I pull my hand away. Oh, oh, God, <laughs> Sir Charles, why are you doing that? Stop! <laughs> you see, as a uh, a gnome comes running up, uh, trying to get his bear under submission. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Caleb? Hi, I'm Kellen once again. Honestly, it's been some time, and really spent some time out in the woods. Mm. I guess you could say that Kellen is looking pretty gnomely right now. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> his beard is like. Almost to his waist. Wow. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Out of control. And he's kind of got just like a cloak on right now, so you can't really see anything. Just you know, typical Kellen. Some different things about Sir Charles. He has Sir Charles. <laughs> he is a knight. <laughs> yeah. It is official. He has a. It almost looks like a little boat. Those boat paper boats that you used to make in school. Okay. And it's a hat, but it's made oh out of uh, almost like Robin Hood and Little John. He's wearing a Robin Hood hat? No, he's wearing a Little John hat. Oh, he's wearing, okay, like a green one? Yeah, a green one. That's pretty awesome. And he's got a nice he's got a nice little vest. It doesn't come all the way around. It, it's almost like it stops right here. <laughs> a, v- a right a vest. Yeah. It just stops a, like at his pits. Yeah, it because barely... Kellen handmade it, so <laughs> it didn't go very well. You know, but he, he looks ridiculous. <laughs> no, he looks great. He's, he also he has pants. They're like oh, no. pants. Please tell me. He's, yes, is he dressed like Abu from Aladdin? No, not really. <laughs> okay, it sounds like it. Not not like that. He's not wearing a fez. <laughs> he's literally wearing Abu's clothes. <laughs> he's, wearing he's, he's wearing a vest and the pants is just his hat's a little different. He needs a fez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was gonna do a bow tie too, but I felt like oh, that's too, too much. much. Of a yogi. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know too the, much uh, of a yogi bear. The, the balloon pants that definitely wasn't. It's too not much. balloon pants. <laughs> they're they're like they're just regular pants. Okay, Come Sir on. Charles, uh, his he licks your hand, Mike. Did you tell us your character's name? Uh, I did not. Character's name is uh, Yinric. Yinric Silverthorn. I am so sorry, sir. He gets really excited around random people. Then he just seems to lick everything. That's okay. Really? Really here? Here and now you're going to say that? Are you talking to me? No. No. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, What's your name? Yinric of Silverthorn. Of the Silverthorn family. Oh, well, it's not... It's nice to meet you. Um, I'm I'm Kellen, uh, Kellen Dimble, and this is Sir Charles. Charles, say hi. Sir, Sir Charles. Charlie, just kind of licks your hand. Stop licking. <laughs> That's not polite. We can't do that here. I just kind of wipe my hand off. Like maybe I spilled some jam or something on it earlier. Some marmalade. Some marmalade. He gets kind of weird sometimes. I don't know. What's his problem lately? That's okay. So, uh, why are you headed to Brightport? Well, right now I'm just actually visiting some friends in town and just searching for a guy I haven't seen in such a long time. Uh, I, I just need to talk to him. Uh, we, we really haven't seen each other in forever, actually. In forever? <laughs> Literally forever. <laughs> Literally forever. Um, <laughs> Kellen has become a skittish psychopath. Uh, 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 okay, um, I guess roll me a deception check. Oof. Let's see what you. Yeah, I see how this goes. <laughs> it's a four. Okay. On the dice. We're just gonna go against Yenrik's passive wisdom, which is plenty to know that you're being dodgy for no reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you said a friend of yours. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. Yeah. Good to meet you. And <laughs> Sounds fun. Good to meet you as well. And I'm just kind of staring at them with a baffled look of just mm. amazement, maybe. Like, wow, that was that was that was something. Yeah. What is Torin doing? Has Torin come up with his stuff? Probably right around then. Yeah, he probably finished and heading up to get the last little view of the water. Okay, you come up and you're sort of looking around as you guys are getting pretty close to the docks, you know, sort of circling around as they do, making sure that there's room for you guys to dock up where you would. It is, like I said, it's dusk, it's nightfall. The sun has just sort of set beyond the horizon. There's still a little bit of that orangish glow, but it's getting dark enough that it would generally be hard to see. As you're doing that, uh, let's see here, uh, Jeffrey. Does the captain hand the helm over to one of his first mates? Yeah. All right, who? To Skip. (laughs) All right. So you call for Skip? Hey, Skip. Yeah. I need you over here. Okay. Won't you take the wheel for a while? Sure thing. He comes walking up, uh, this halfling, and uh, he takes the wheel. Actually, first he he brings a little stool with him. He kind of kicks it over there next to the helm. Hops up on the helm and begins to steer, which looks like it might be a real challenge for him, but he takes it in turn. You step off from where the helm is, and you uh, you sort of see your your passengers. Only three, only three passengers that are not part of your crew, sort of gathering their things and getting ready to disembark, I guess, as you guys land this ship. Don't you mean four? Because Charlie. 
Oh yeah, because Charlie. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm like, who did I forget? Oh yeah. Well, okay. Yes, three three humanoid <laughs> travelers and one uh, very large uh, bear knight. So he is a knight. He is a knight. He is he is uh, do some respect, I guess. So you say anything to your passengers or do anything of that nature? Are you all ready to disembark? Yes. Uh, th- thank you for giving us passage on your ship. Ah, it's no problem. As long as you paid the fare. They did. They already paid you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, we paid. Ah, oh. Yeah, that we paid. Second. Of course we paid. Ah, I was just uh, double checking that you had paid, you know. Sometimes I'm a little forgetful. <laughs> we handed the money to you, though. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, uh, <laughs> it, pardon my memory. It's a little shaky today for some reason. That's okay. Now, what did you say your business was here in Brightport? Uh, which one? Any of you. I'm like pointing, <laughs> I'm like pointing to me, like, it, me? Yes, you. Me? Oh, uh, I'm, I came here to visit a friend. A friend, he says. <laughs> oh, what a, a, a friend. What do the air quotes mean? What kind of friend? Char- Charles, what, what do those mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look over, it's a, it's kind of like sarcasm. Ah. Oh, what kind of friend? Oh, crap. <laughs> okay, so why are you lying? Just I don't know. I'm actually here searching for someone, okay? I've been lying this whole entire time, <laughs> and I'm really sorry. You shouldn't do that. You're a bad liar. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole entire time Sir Charles has been telling me that I'm a terrible liar. I'm going to smell my hand, and your bear has breath issues. Ha! See, I've been telling you you need to brush your teeth, but you won't listen to me. Charlie walks off. No, don't. I, I think you upset the bear. It seems your friends don't like you very much. He gets in a mood all the time. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to say it, because you've been fussy for the past four weeks. Is this weird for anyone else? <laughs> I feel like we don't belong in this conversation. Yes. I'm here. Uh, my name is Ian Rick. I'm here for a particular show that Brightport uh, has. A show? Particular challenges, yes. They do have some rather splendid shows in Brightport. Yes. Well, if you have the coin for it. Does it take much coin? Depends on the show. Hmm. Interesting. And what about you? Well, I'm... I'm really just exploring the world at this moment. I've, I just needed to get out and understand magic more and what, what Provolion really brings to us. Interesting. So you're exploring, I see. Yes. I explore all the time. I'm always traveling. Yes, a, a life on the seas must be an interesting one. It is, and maybe you would be interested in such adventure. Hmm, maybe. Are you, are you recruiting? Is this become a recruit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for new crew members. Do, do you pay well? Uh, I mean, maybe. You know, <laughs> to be honest, after I get done with what I need to do, I might be interested in that. Ah, Honestly, I'll join just to watch you and the bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always looking for new crew. If any of you are interested after this little trip is over, we can go as long as you want. I could drop you off in 
pretty much anywhere if you want to leave afterward. How do you think that sounds, Charlie? Charlie is licking his paw and then smelling it. <laughs> I think you really got to him. Come here, bud. I promise you it's not its not as bad as it seems. You hear a voice call out from the crow's nest. Heading into dock! Well, I have a question. Captain, sir, do you think you know any of the Dark Bolt family? Dark Bolt. The Dark Bolts? Yeah. I don't recognize the name. What do you want with the Dark Bolts? Uh, I'm searching for the head of the house. Siren. I'm looking for Siren Dark Bolt. Oh, well, that's my brother's, one of my brother's best friends. Well, do you possibly know where I could find him? Well, not the adult, but uh, Dark Bolt Jr., uh, Lorik. He was one of Lorik's best friends, but he's been missing for quite some time. Kellen just... It's a little bit tears just start to run down his face. Uh, just a tiny bit. Not a whole... Like, he's not sobbing, but, uh... Are you okay? Uh... The reason I'm looking for his father is because I bring bad news. Oh. Uh... Blork is no longer on this plane. So you're in search of the Dark Bolt. Yes. Do you have any idea where he would be in Bryport? From what I've heard, he's doing some sort of business deal with the governor of Brightport right now. The governor, you say? What was his name? I couldn't remember his name. Uh, he's just kind of scratching his head. The governor, you say? His name is Sebastian Blackfire. Yes, that's, he's doing, he's some sort of deal with him, business deal, and, and I was told that this would be the best place to find him. Do you think you could take me to him? Do you all know possibly where that would be? I'm not from around here, if you can't tell. I'm not from here either, but uh, my name does hold a little bit of weight. For Hell's Friend, I guess I can do that before I carry on with my own business. That would be great. I do have plenty of sources in Brightport, and I can find him, I'm sure. Yes, you know, I would really appreciate that. Um... I don't have a whole lot of coins, so maybe we could work out a deal if you were to help me. You know, uh, you've been saying you've been looking for a new crewmate. We can work something out, I'm sure. Why do I feel like I'm playing with the Godfather (laughs) being the captain? (laughs) (laughs) You ask me a favor (laughs) on the day my ship comes to Brightport. As you guys are having this conversation, the boat has softly come into port. The crew, a number of dwarves, uh, set to tossing over the lines. They're tying on, and uh, the ship comes to a stop safely, landing in the port uh, here, the docks. And as it does, Captain, you step over and you see on the docks, you see a figure sort of moving quickly, uh, running across the dock, coming toward you all, bearing a, uh, a, a small lantern in his hand, short figure. From the glint of the lamp, you know exactly who it is, the dock master. So they throw the ropes over, they tie it off, uh, they quickly, you know, toss the ramp down, get it lined up for everyone to disembark, and you see the port master, the dock master rather, running towards you all. Running toward us? I'm just gonna kind of keep going as I would normally. By the way, men, my name is Captain Joseph Stormbright. Just keep that in mind. And then I see Robbie. You do? You hop down and meet him on the docks? Yeah, I jump off the boat. 
Robbie! What? Uh, what are you doing here? Uh, just here for some business, as usual. Yeah, yeah. You know where you are right now? Do you know where you are right now? I know. Uh, Joseph, do you know where you are? I know. Where, where are you right now? You're in my docks in Brightport. Do you know what's going on right now? <laughs> do you have any idea what's going on right now? <laughs> How dare you talk to the Godfather like that? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you talk to me like this? <laughs> you have any idea what sort of trouble you've brought on me? And on They're coming for you right now, Joseph. They're coming right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you're gonna you're gonna know what I'm talking about here in just a moment when they're all here and you guys are all coming. Are you all calming down uh, down the ramps and everything now? Are you disembarking? Yes. Yeah. 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 I'd be going as I normally would. You see this halfling standing there. He's short, very uh, overweight. He's got like four chins. He's got a mullet. It's kind of greasy. Are we in Brooklyn? You guys don't know it, but he, he, uh, he is the dock master, and he's having this heated conversation with uh, Captain Joseph. This elven figure climbs down uh, off the ship. That's he's been. He's part of the crew been there as well. He steps up quickly to sort of intercede here between Joseph and who Joseph has called Robbie. Please, please excuse the captain. He he doesn't have much of a um, tact, I suppose you could say, for business. I would be glad to take care of whatever issue this is, sir. Robbie kind of looks a little bit taken aback, and he's like, I don't care what sort of business you want to take care of. The hot feet are going to be here any minute, and when they do, they're going to kill all of you, and I have nothing to do with this. So please, leave me out of it. Uh, oh, look, that's them now. And you guys see there is a decent number of uh, people coming across the docks, moving toward this boat right now. Do I know who the hot feet are? Uh, let's see, Romeo, Romy History? Uh, I guess a history check would be the best, yeah. Okay. Helen, you can also roll me a history check. That is a, a 12. Okay. Uh, with a 12, I would say that it sort of rings a bell. You do not have any, like, personal knowledge of the hot feet, mm-hmm. but it sounds familiar. Yeah, it rolls you natural, natural one. one, Kellen. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was a 19, and then it tipped over. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, yeah, Charlie doesn't remember anything either. Oof. Okay, yeah, it's not ringing any bells. Um, <laughs> it makes sense. So. It almost sounds like, it almost seems like hot feet. What is that? It sounds familiar, but you can't place it. You have no idea it's breaking you right now. That's for Kellen. For you, Yenrik, you know the name, and you're pretty sure that it's not good. Okay. You know, you're sort of picking up on the cues, like, hmm. And so hearing upon the hot feet's name, knowing that that connotation's not good, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of, kind of, Draw my spear and just kind of hold it near my back, kind of. Just having it out. <laughs> Joseph is staying there, and coming up beside him are two halflings from the ship. One of them is the one that was driving the ship, and another one is what looks like an exact copy of him, except one is wearing a blue hat and one is wearing a red hat. I double take, and I look at both of them like <laughs> one after the other. Skip looks up at you, Joseph. He says, we going to have a fight on our hands or what? Hopefully not. Pip says, I'm ready for a fight. When he says that, I pull my spear out from me, too. (laughs) We haven't done anything, remember? Look, everyone, just, we'll calm down. I I don't think we need to come to blows over whatever issue this is. I just want to fight. These guys think they're better than us. We can show them a thing or two. (laughs) Pip says, uh, we did something, don't you remember, Joseph, with those uh, glass vials, the uh, the things, remember? I told you they were not going to be... Not gonna be happy about this. Yeah, we were we were robbed. Right, Pip. Don't you remember we were robbed? <laughs> Pip just like hits himself. Oh yeah. Um, we didn't do anything. Nothing. I'm gonna kind of like <laughs> lean over to Charlie and say, 
I don't really think that they were robbed. Charlie says, <laughs> which you understand to say, Kellen, you remember the hot feet. Well, they were the ones who kidnapped Lorik, who blew up the the uh, the Langolas Inn. Oh, those guys! You know where you almost died. Oh crap! Yeah, yeah, I did almost die. You almost <laughs> died. Yeah, let's kill those people. We had a conversation. Oh, no. oh shoot! Yeah. Did you just say kill those people? Do you think they remember us? You guys see Kellen talking to Charlie, and Charlie's just like. <laughs> Do you think they remember us? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is going to be very hard. It's like, <laughs> can you interpret? Because Chew- you're picking up on the context. <laughs> it's like Chewbacca. Cause <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Let's see. At this moment, here come a number of halflings. Many halflings. Oh, shoot. A dozen halflings. So, like, they're miniature halflings? No, many. M-A-N-Y. Many. Not many. Can you imagine a miniature halfling? <laughs> I would like to ready an action. As soon as everyone is in like a 20-foot square of each other, mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Calm Emotions. Okay. I am digging this. Okay. That, that um, so nice. you, you've got it ready. You've got it ready. You've got it ready. Uh, they're approaching you all. They're coming up. All this is sort of going on. Charlie and Kellen are having a moment. The elven figure is still talking to Robbie, but Robbie just, uh, as soon as they start getting close, he says, I'm out. I'm gone. Just forget I was here. And he takes off running. Admittedly, not very swiftly, uh, sort of flat-footed across the docks. Then they sort of come up in your biz, and there are, like I said, about a dozen of these halflings. They get up close, uh, and as they do, Torin, you sort of activate this this spell that you have readied. So what does that do exactly? So each humanoid in a 20-foot sphere radius centered on a point you choose within range must make a charisma saving throw, DC 13. If the creature fails to save the throw, pretty much I'll make them all a, a target indifference about creatures of your choice that is at this hostile point. So pretty much the party and the crew, I'll make all the hot feet indifferent towards them. Interesting. Okay, so they come up within this spot, which is a 20-foot sphere, basically. They get it right up in your biz. I mean, you know, you can pretty much get them all in that sphere. Joseph, you turn and you see these halflings come sort of bundling up into uh, your biz. And one of them steps forward and says, Joseph Stormbright. Do I recognize this person? Yeah, you know his, his name is Jack. Ah, Jack. What's, uh, what's all this about? I have been looking forward to this. And why exactly? You know why. I'm pretty sure you know why. We're friends, right? Yeah. So what's the problem? Joseph. Don't do me that way. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the, the lost vials? So what's the save, DC, for this spell? 13. Okay, so Jack here just got a 17. So I said there were a dozen. That's not counting Jack. So there's Jack and his 12 men. I'm going to roll two d20s, one for six and one for the other six. We're going to see how they do, okay? Okay, both groups fail. One got a seven and one got a four. So, nice. um all the rest of them uh, step in, and they're just like, nice weather we're having. Uh, <laughs> You're not calming our emotions, are you? Each humanoid must actually make the save. Yeah, okay, okay. You do too? You don't have to roll as the caster. Each humanoid. Yeah, I think if he's in range of the spell, then he would have to as well, because he could cast it away from himself. Okay, roll your saves real quick and tell me what you got. What kind of save? Two. Charisma save. So I got a five plus seven. 
Okay, so you're you're chill. Twelve. I got a nine. Okay, you're chill. I got a four. <laughs> you're chill. I got a dirty four. Oh boy. <laughs> so Torin, you have the option to not be calm if you don't want to be calm. At the very least, you are in control of your own emotions. Everyone else except for Jack has failed. So everybody's feeling chill except for Jack, Charlie, and Torrent. So uh, Jack says, We had a deal, Joseph. We, we've known each other for a few years, right? We've, we've done business. Have I ever done you wrong? No. Has the hot feet not always taken care of you when we've made an arrangement? Well, yes, of course. I asked you for glass vials, special glass vials, crafted runes on them. Remember, we talked about this. They were specially made. You knew where to get them. You told us you could get them. You could have them here within a week. You come back within a week and you tell us, oh, you were robbed at sea and they took all the vials, right? Yes. There are all kinds of pirates on the sea. (laughs) Well, then how come I had this guy in town peddling glass vials with runes on them? Said he bought them from a blue-skinned dragonborn. Ooh. In Vinhaven. Must be another blue skin dragonborn in Vinhaven. Oh, roll me a deception check. Captain Jack Sparrow now is <laughs> from Godfather. To- <laughs> okay, that's a five plus four is nine. <laughs> okay, he got you. <laughs> you know, I thought we were friends. Turns out we're not friends. And uh, you're going to pay. You're going to pay up. You got gold? No, actually, I'm broke right now. Okay, that's fine. Instead, we'll just take it out of you, your crew, and all your friends here. And he sort of snaps his fingers, and uh, he turns around. All of his guys are just like, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Jack, I realize you're upset about this, but they were just offering a better price. How am I supposed to say no to that? Uh, What are you all doing? Um, Kill them now. And one of them leans in and he's like, what, 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 these guys didn't do anything. What, what's the problem, man? Can we just just talk about it? You know, let's just talk. Let's talk it out. Jack grabs the guy by the scruff of his neck, pulls him in. Torin, do you, are you doing anything? Taking any action? Are you got any plans? No, I'm, I'm kind of just waiting to see what's about to happen. Okay, well, what's about to happen is the clock is about to strike one minute. But before it does, Charlie growls. <laughs> Kellen, you hear him growling? Why are you growling, man? Get ready, Cullen. And then For he what? charges Jack, <laughs> and he is going to try and just plow Jack. So he's going to go ahead and make an attack roll. Ooh, that one's not good. That one's great. Hey. Okay, so he charges at him, tries to bite him, and Jack sort of like kind of rolls back a little bit, scared. And then Charlie just claws him, and Jack is going to take some damage. Okay, so Jack takes about seven slashing damage. And in that moment, this little reprieve that you guys had is now over. Maybe you should have ran. Uh, Let's roll initiative. Maybe. Okay. (laughs) Lovely. I like to see that. Wow, that's unfortunate. I got you. I got you, Joe. Yosef. Captain Joe. Do you know any good crab shacks? I don't. (laughs) I had 18. 22. Whoa. I also had an 18. Okay, who's got the higher decks? Mine's a 14. Mine's a 19. I got a 20 plus 1. Wow, you got a natural 20? Yeah. Joseph, I'm going to give you that I'm going to give you that first run with a natural 20. Uh-huh. Wow, I'm just going to say guys, some of these bad guys did real good. So, the first person that's going to get a chance to go is Joseph. <laughs> you are surround Well, there's a bunch of bad guys right in front of you. They're all sort of in front of you. What do you do? So what did Jack just say? He said, kill him. Ah, 
Well, Jack, I hate that I had to be this way. <laughs> and I cast... Because they're all in a line in front of me, right? No. It's like a group. A group? Yeah. I don't like groups. It's like 13 of them. I mean, a line would hit probably four of them. That's over the 10 limit, so... Okay, yeah. I'm still going to cast Lightning Bolt. Okay, all right. Just right out the gate with the big stuff, huh? Just coming big stuff right out the gate. Okay. Storm Sork. All right, uh, go ahead, and they are making deck saves? They are. I'm assuming Jack is in this group? Yes. All right, Jack's going to roll first. What's the DC? 15. Dex? Yeah. Oh, man. He just does not save. <laughs> Let me check for the other three. Oh, but also, by the way... Uh-huh. Whenever I start casting a spell of first level or higher that deals lightning or thunder damage, creatures okay. of your choice within 10 feet of you take three lightning damage or thunder, but lightning. Okay. So creatures within 10 feet of you? Yeah. How many? So every enemy that's within 10 feet of me takes three lightning damage. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So that's most of them. <laughs> three damage, you say? Yeah. So... Go ahead. Uh, they all failed, by the way. So that's awesome. This is going to be quick. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me a 47 D6s or whatever it is. 8 D6s. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy crap. Glad we're on his side. 27 damage. I'm sorry. Say, say what? 27 damage. <laughs> but why? <laughs> <laughs> That is a- why, why are there 27 of the damages? Okay. You dust three of them. I mean, they are just like smoking, lying on the ground, dead. Their clothes are on fire. Jack takes a hard hit, falls, like like steps back. He just zaps him, grabs his sword, looks up very angrily. So, uh, he's hurt. As a bonus action? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just so I'm keeping track here, uh, you said 27? Yeah. And that's an extra three, so that's 30. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So as a bonus action, I uh, use my Tempestuous Magic feature, and right after I cast that, uh-huh. this wind just bursts out from under me, and I uh-huh. soar over top of the group, and I'd like to land on the other side if that's possible. You fly up to 10 feet without provoking opportunity attacks. Okay. That's it. Just get ready to fight. Okay, you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's the end of your turn, then? We're done? Yeah. You're done killing everyone now? Yes. <laughs> okay, so a couple of the halflings on the right side, who didn't get hit by your juice just now, are going to see you flying over. They're going to grab some weapons. A cup. One of them is going to come at you and try to make a swing and stabby-stab at you. Uh, what's your armor class? Mm, 11. Okay, that is a miss. Or <laughs> wait, an 11? Mm-hmm. Oh let, me, let me double check. It might uh, it might be a hit. Yeah, that meets, actually. So, yeah, that is going to be a hit. Uh, let's see. You take four damage. All right. All right. One of them rushes forward, uh, is going to come at the bear who tried to kill their captain. Oof. That's a 19 plus. Okay, so that's like a, yeah, that's well over a 20 to hit Charlie, so I think that's going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, rolled minimum damage. Two damage. Six. 
he takes two damage. Two damage. Yes, he takes two damage. It's okay, I'm okay. It's okay. Okay, one of them is going to charge the big dragonborn in the front. Uh, armor class? Me, 17. Okay, that's an 18 to hit. Ooh, big hit. You take six slashing damage. I'm down. One more coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Wait. What? We can't be problem. Uh, this is bad. Okay, one of them is going to charge the halflings that are down there. Pip and Skip. Going to charge Skip and try to hit him. Skip is too quick for him. He just kind of ducks and dodges and then pulls a little short sword from his hip, and you see Pip do the same thing. Now it's Yenrik's turn. Yenrik, this one halfling just ran up at the the other halflings and tried to stab the other halflings. Okay. I'm going to probably take my spear and attack whichever one is closest to me. Okay. I'd say the closest would be this one that just tried to attack Skip. Okay. That's a 12. Okay. 12 total? Mm Mm-hmm. That meets. Awesome. That is four, seven damage, piercing. Okay, so you hit him for seven damage. He is still standing. Yes. I'm going to use a key point. Okay. And do flurry of blows. Mm. Uh-oh. Flurry of blows is my bonus action. Am I able to get to the one that's attacking Charlie in between that action and bonus action? Or is it immediate? You, you can split your move up. Okay. I'd like to try to... I can make two uh, unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Okay. So, so I'd like to, if I can, without taking any opportunity attacks, kind of uh, go toward that one. I'd say you can kind of skirt around. Everyone's pretty close right now. Okay, cool. I'd like to make two unarmed strikes against that guy. The one that's engaged with Charlie. Mm-hmm. Okay. First one is a 17. Okay, that is a hit. Second one is a 23. Also a hit. Minimum damage. That's eight damage. Uh, bludgeoning damage. That is still enough with Jeffrey's extra three to take this one down. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. I rolled two ones, so wow. not great. <laughs> not great. Yeah. Still enough. That's all it took. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> yeah. what matters. So they are down. Is Yenrik just like Kung Fu double tapped him? That's awesome. Double tap. And he is dead. Boom, boom, boom. He goes down. His eyes roll back in his head. And now, is that the end of your turn, Yenrik? Yeah, that's going to be the end of my turn. Okay, so as the end of your turn rolls around, Kellen, it is your turn. What do you do? All right. Kellen sees Charlie attack and is like, holy crap, what are we doing? And charges at Jack, and he's going to do like a running kind of thing, and he's going to jump at Jack, and he's going to cast Primal Savagery. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Basically, you see Kellen's teeth elongate. Okay. I guess that's the right word. Uh, into like sharp knives almost. Mm-hmm. And he's going to attempt to bite Jack. Okay. You're going to try and bite him. Yes. Okie dokie. Delicious. Uh, let's see here. Six plus seven. So 13. 13 on Jack. Mm, that is not quite going to do it. Okay. That's fine. As I, I guess I kind of miss or he dodges to the side yeah, or you whatever. Miss. Yeah, he dodges. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action, and I begin to grow into a giant brown bear. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. Ooh. Transformacion into a brown Ooh, bear. Okay. Transformers. And now there are two big brown bears <laughs> standing right here. Does your brown bear look like Charlie? Is it? No. <laughs> it, <laughs> <Okay>. It's like <laughs> my cloak did not grow with me, apparently, and it looks like I'm wearing that uh, the leaf armor. Okay. Okay. With me. 
Now there are two bears. Uh, now it is Torin's turn. Torin. All right. Who's... Well, there's that one that just hit me, right? Uh, yes. Well, I'm just going to pull out my greatsword. I'm going to swing back at him to start off with. Okay. And that is a 15 to hit. Uh, that'll do. That is nine damage. Nine is enough to take one down. Nine. With Joseph's extra three. Perfect. Then I just move, I take a few steps forward, I move to the next one, then I swing again. Okay, so the next one, sort of between you, would be Jack. Alright, then I'm gonna swing at Jack then. Okay. And that'll be a 19 to hit. Mm, that wow. is enough to hit. That'll be 13 damage. Boom, ba boom, ba boom. Okay, that is a big hit. You slash Jack. Uh, Jack looks angry. Jack, be quick. Uh, now it is um, Joseph's turn again. No, wait, I'm sorry. The other halflings are going to go, the ones that are still standing. There are about three more. They're going to move in and try and assist. One of them comes up to attack the big dragonborn that just tried to cut down Jack. That is, what's your armor class again? 17. That is a miss. Uh, the other one is going to attack Yenrik, who's up in the biz. Mm, that one is going to hit. So you're going to mm-hmm. take five slashing damage. And then one of them is going to attack the brown bear that just appeared. Mm, probably not. That's a total of six to hit. Does that hit? No. Okay. It does not. That is their turn. Uh, so now we are back around to Yosef. <laughs> what you going to do, boy? So you said there's like three left? Uh, no, there are one, two, three, four, five, six left. There were three that hadn't taken a turn just then. I split them up into two groups ah, for initiative. I see. So three and three and Jack. So are they kind of in a line now? No, they are all spread out <laughs> like a bubble. They're, they're, uh, a line would be difficult, uh, especially since you're f- these companions of yours are all in the mix. I see. Well, I am going to use two of my sorcery points. Rut row. And turn a spell into a bonus action. Uh-oh. And I'll turn Chromatic Orb into a bonus action. Oh, snap. Are you going to shoot that at Jack? Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be s- second level? It's like 48s. That's uh, 19 plus 7. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that hits. You want to not have a good time? That's how you not have a good time. <laughs> What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Yeah, the damage, or the, what type of damage is it? Lightning. Of course it is. 18 damage. Jeez. Okay, every time y'all hit Jack, y'all hit him hard. Um, uh, is he not dead? <laughs> is he not No, dead? he's not dead. Darn. Okay, well, so that was just a bonus action. Okay. So, I'll walk up to him. Uh-huh. And I put my hand on his shoulder and say... You made a mistake. You done goofed, boy. And you shocking grasp. Okay, so how did it look when that orb came out? Like, what does he do to cast that? I meant to describe this earlier when I used the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. But my lightning is like, have y'all, all, y'all ever seen heat lightning when it flashes yeah, red? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what my lightning looks like. Nasty. So whenever I casted chromatic orb... It kind of looks just like a red ball of light at first when uh-huh. I throw it before I throw it, and then when it hits them, it kind of bursts all over them, and you see that red lightning kind of course through them. Okay, uh, roll me that uh, shocking grasp. Uh, Eleven plus seven is eighteen. Oh my goodness gracious! 
Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> uh, that's ten more damage. He's still standing, but man, he looks rough. You zip him real good. Uh, Yenrik. Alright, who is the closest guy to me? There are two halflings sort of between you and over where Joseph is. There are two of these halflings that have moved in. One that didn't one one attacked you and one attacked um, the bear. One also attacked... Oh, actually, there's three halflings in. There are three halflings. Okay. There's one attacked Torin as well. Okay. Hey, Captain. Captain's got Jack, so I'll let them deal with their business. I'm going to attack one of the halflings. Captain's got Jack. Whatever halfling is closest to me. Okay. Right. That is a 14. Okay. That is a hit. Oof. Damage is not great. Five piercing damage. Okay. This is with your spear? Yes, it is. Uh, still standing. Mm. I'm going to attack that one again with the spear, which I forgot to do last time. Okay. Uh, that's another 14. That's a hit. How does it look when you kill this guy? <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> I'm going to probably stab him once through the ribs and then uh, get him right in the sternum. And just kind of use my boot to kick him off into the water. Okay. Nice. Let's see. Now it's Jack's turn. Jack, you got your hand on Jack's shoulder. He sort of spins, and uh, he's got a sword in his hand. And he is going to try and stab you. But before he does, he says, What do you think is going to happen here, Joseph? Do you think you can come to Brightport and we won't find you? You crossed the most powerful organization in Manumi. I didn't think it was that big of a deal until you show up trying to kill us immediately. You lied. That's a big deal. And then he's going to try and stab you. He's going to try and just gut you, okay? Uh, And he's going to use an ability that he has to do that. What's your armor class? An 11, right? 11. Well, I don't have to roll very high to hit you. Uh, He only rolled a 7, but that's still plenty to hit you. You're going to take some damage here. Specifically, you're going to take some sneaky damage. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Woo! 15 damage. 15 damage. As a reaction, uh-huh. I'm going to use my channel of divinity to rebuke the violent. Immediately after an attacker within 30 feet deals damage with an attack against a creature other than you, you can use your reaction to force the attacker to make a wisdom saving throw. DC oh my goodness. 15. On a failure, the attacker takes radiant damage equal to the damage it just dealt. Or half as much damage on success. Oh my god. Get that crap oh out of here, Torn. Goodness. <laughs> he rolled a seven. Sweet lord. <laughs> okay, so he takes that damage? Yes. As radiant. So how does how does that ra- how does that backtracking radiant damage kill someone? Oh boy. <laughs> um I would just hold my hand up and this soft white glow mm. would come from it, and you would just see his body envelop in this glow, mm. and then he just collapse. Just just collapses. Collapses. Mm. I like that. I like that death. Down he goes. Uh, as he does, you see the remaining two halflings that are still standing sort of look around at you guys and bolt. Can I go? Um, <laughs> I want You want to try and get one? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I'd like to try to get one, too. It is your turn, Killen. You're going to try and charge one down yeah. as a bear? Yeah. Okay. That's what I want to do. Leave no survivors. Oh, that's a little bit better. That's a 16 on the dice. Yeah, that's a hit. Yep. Um, um, I mean, you have multi-attacks. So is it a bite or a claw? That's a that's a bite. Okay, roll me that one. That one was a bite. 1d8 plus 4. That's a 1. Okay, so plus that's four, 5. So that's 5 damage. All right, you going to try him again? Yep, yep, let's do it. That's a 19 on the dice. Okay, you you maul this thing to death? You yeah, maul this guy to death? Basically. He's dead. 
Okay. He only had one hit point left, and you just Sick. clawed him. Um, yeah. <laughs> the other one is running and screaming. I want to. Yeah, somebody else get him. Uh, technically, it would be Torin's turns. Torin doing anything, or is he? I honestly wouldn't feel the need to pursue them. I'd, I wouldn't think I'd so. I don't want anyone else to die unless they had to. Meanwhile, Yenrik. Yeah, I said I was wanted to chase him down, but uh, I think I would not. Okay. I think Yenrik would uh, let him tell, uh, let him run and spread the word of the new uh, <laughs> best fighter in Brightport. You say that out loud? Um, no, I don't think I would. Okay. I just kind of watch him run like a coward. <laughs> Everyone's kind of br- picking themselves up, brushing themselves I off. I want to kill him, though. Okay, you can. You go kill him. Okay, well, I'm going to cast <laughs> Chromatic Orb. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Go ahead and roll Jesus. the attack roll. We got we to gotta finish this fight. Come on. Okay. <laughs> roll it. Kill him. Um, Actually, it's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> like to say, I wasn't around Jack. I was not around Joseph. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't halfway somewhere else. I was actually 15 feet the um, other way. Yes, exactly. I jumped off the into the water. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually back in Vent Haven okay, right now. Okay, so you too. guys are behind him, all of you except for Kellen, who is not behind him. He Oof. is in front of him, and he oh. is a bear. So I was enjoying uh, a snack. Me, roll me the damage. I thought you were going to say Charlie. Roll me the damage, Jeffrey. 48s. I was using it as first level. Oh, okay, 3d8s. Uh, 14. Oh. Okay, so you take 14 damage. You are a bear right now, so it does you know it comes off your bear hit points? But that's good. But still, uh, you get shockety shocked real bad. Oh. <laughs> that's the best one I can do. Beautiful bear. Charlie says, "Ah, oh, that's going to hurt in the morning, Kellen, or at least until you turn back into a little gnome person." Honestly, <laughs> really, right now, really. Yes, especially right now. You know, if you're going to turn into a bear, you should at least take some precaution. Yeah, but I've never mauled somebody before. Watching you just die as a bear all the time, it, it's sort of, you know, challenging for me as a bear. Well, how do you think I felt all those times that you happened to die, okay? <laughs> and I've got to bring you back. Happened to die. All those times I happened to die, like that time that you happened to blow up the bomb orc next to me, knowing what happened and kill me. Yeah. That one's on me. Or you happened to tell him to go die. That one, that (laughs) one. Uh, Henrik is just looking from one to the other. And they're just like. (laughs) That one, yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You've proven your point. Are you happy? And I just kind of stand on both hind legs. And I'm holding my arms out. Charlie, like, Charlie, walk, Charlie walks over and he, he puts a paw on your shoulder. He's like, it's all right, Kellen. Calm down. What is happening this right is now? This is the strangest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Do you think they can? They probably can't hear us. No, right they now. can't. They just hear... <laughs> really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Joseph, I- Ilwin steps up, placing a hand on your shoulder. And you feel a rush of hit points come back into you. Nice. 16 hit points. Very good. Sir, very soon, this dock is going to be swarming with not a dozen, but 30, 40 of these halfling assassins. Perhaps you should make yourself scarce. You have an appointment. Yes, we we should probably be going. I'm terribly sorry that you all had to deal with this. I just kind of rubbed my face. Ugh, why did I get myself involved? <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. 
I look at them and I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, you get used to it after a while. You got your... Ah, yes, Mr. Bear, we should probably be taking you to the governor soon, but let's uh, find a place to lay low for a little bit first. I Yes, I agree. We should totally do that. Uh, and I'm shaking my head. Anyone need a drink? Yes, and I'm shaking my head even faster. <laughs> you don't need it. You're a bear. <laughs> is that bear okay? Is, is he having a seizure? <laughs> I can turn back, right? You just turn back, yeah, with a bonus action. Yeah. Uh, I oh, turn okay. back, and then I kind of look and say, y'all didn't hear anything that I said, did you? No. 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 Yeah, well, we heard of. you, but we didn't We didn't understand. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's go get a drink, because, yeah, let's do that. I know a good place. Yeah, let's go. <sighs> uh, you guys take off? Yeah, I'm yeah. following Yosef. You head into Yosef. Brightport. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's my fault. I apologize. Yo, I said Yosef, Yosef and now ho, I can't. Yo, uh, now I can't stop saying Yosef. Anyhow, so you guys head out into Brightport. Uh, Joseph is leading the way as he is very familiar with these streets in this place. He leads you not too far from the docks, but through some back streets. I would like to keep an eye out to just check our surroundings. Good call. Make sure we're not being scoped out. Give me that perception. Uh, not great. Mm. Uh, <laughs> perception thirteen. With a 13, you uh, you don't see anything, but you do get the sense that, you know, like you ever get that feeling you're being watched, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Not that you have any reason really to fear or to think that you're in danger, but you definitely think staying off of the main streets is the best way to go. Okay. With that, he stands up straighter, uh, kind of gets an imposing, try to look imposing mm-hmm. and important. Okay. You guys make your way through these streets, uh, sort of taking the back roads, and uh, pretty soon you come to an inn. You come in a side door to this inn. Joseph kind of brings you right up to this this back door. Joseph opens the door, and it opens up into a kitchen. Inside the kitchen, there is only one person working. It's pretty late. Like It, it was dusk when you guys got here, so it's it's just getting into sort of like the nighttime. It's not super late, but, you know, it's it's getting into the evening time. You guys step through the door, and well, you see two people. One, you see a dwarf at the at this grill cooking, and you see another figure standing there, a large, green-skinned lizard folk. I stay quiet. I'm just letting <laughs> Captain Joseph do Captain Joseph. <laughs> Joseph's being pretty stealthy. He opens the door, and as the as the th- four of you and a bear come walking in the back of this kitchen, I'm sure that uh, the lizard person would look up and see. He looks up, looking at you all, looks a little taken aback for a moment, and goes, Joseph, is that is that you? What's his name again? Kjalmer. Kjalmer? Kjalmer. 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 <laughs> yes. Kjalmer. Joseph, welcome. I'm so glad to see you here. Yes, it's it's good to be here. What are you doing in town? What are you doing here? What are you coming in the back for? You know, you're, you're welcome in this place. You don't need to sneak in the back. Well, I'm on. Who are your friends? I'm on business, and and things got kind of ugly a little bit ago. Oh, great! Oh, I see. Uh, these these are some people who I brought for their own business. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, the Drunken Lizard. I am the uh, the uh, the barkeep, the owner, innkeeper here. Um, I see you you guys. Uh, how long have you known Joseph? Already got you into trouble. Uh, this guy, you can't do anything around this guy without getting into some trouble. The moment we step foot in Brightport, and we're already in a fight. It was very, very exciting and uh, ready for more of that. I kind of <laughs> like him. Yeah, I think he's pretty cool. Well, I like him. He's all right. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's you know, on me. I'm Mario. Those blue scales aren't quite as uh, beautiful as this luscious green skin that I have here. But, you know, from one lizard guy to another, he's okay. 
It's okay. <laughs> Sounds pretty We've been good. over this. I'm not a lizard. Can I intro? Can I interest you guys in some uh, steaks or something? Ooh, yeah, you steak. got any? You got any more of those shark steaks? Uh, I haven't had a shipment in a while, but we could probably get you something like it if you want to uh, grab a seat. But hey, are you? Let me ask you a question. You've come in the back, Joseph. You know I love you. Somebody gonna be breaking in here trying to kill you guys in my in my tavern? Um, I think we'll be all right. Somebody comes into my tavern, sees you sitting there. They're gonna try and kill you while you're here. Okay, I I'll change my appearance. He turns to Torin. Hey, another lizard person. I I see. Nice to meet you, <laughs> sir. What's your name? My name is Torin. It's great to meet you. You look like an honest an honest guy. Yes, honest. You look like an very you, yeah. You got an honest face. I like to think of myself as honest. You know, I can tell this about people. Um, let me ask you a question. Of course. <laughs> Somebody comes in here and finds you guys here. Maybe I don't know. Hot feet. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Uh, they gonna cause trouble for my bar? I will be honest with you. Uh, they aren't looking for me, so I I will not cause you any trouble. What about Joseph? Uh, I cannot speak on his behalf. Okay, I see. You, you see, you're trying to be honest, but at the same time, you're being sneaky. I like that. Hey, I respect that. Look, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll give you guys some food to go. And uh, Joseph, I'm gonna cast charm person. Oh my! He's God. not. He's already. He's already friendly oh, towards you guys. Gonna, he wasn't gonna let us stay. He didn't, he didn't let him finish. He was gonna oh, let you okay. stay. He wasn't let him finish. Never mind. I'm just gonna ask that you guys don't like hang out in front. You know? Okay. You know, I love you, Joseph. Yeah, we, we don't want to hang out in the front anyway. That that would probably be nothing but trouble. Are you guys looking to stay, or you got business? I think I'll be staying. We do have business, and uh, having a place to stay would probably be useful. So you're looking for like a room tonight? What's the plan? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I can I can do that. I guess. Are they multiple bed? I hope. Even or... for my bear, is it, is that okay? Oh uh, yeah, it's fine. With no respect to persons in here, bears are fine. <laughs> Uh, yes. So long as you promise he won't poop in the floor, we'll be good. You know, just no, keep him from no. pooping. And I, I won't poop in the floor either. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I promise. Okay. I'm honest. I I, I might poop. It just kind of happens sometimes. Joe. Okay, mm. Joseph. What is with your friends? Is that a dragonborn thing? Yeah, I, I've never heard. Is that a thing? It's the condition. Look, you guys need a room. That's fine. Go ahead, get yourselves a room. It'll be fine. Um, if they're gonna be pooping on the floor, I'd like two rooms. Yeah, we can get you all your own rooms, guys. You don't have to stay together in the same room. It's a it's a real nice tavern here. Um, there's plenty of room for you all. Uh, we can get you rooms. Uh, no worries. Okay, just head on up. Uh, here, I'll, I'll call one of our people to come in here and lead you to your rooms. Hey, Joseph, why don't you hang back for a minute and uh, let's let's chat for just a moment, shall we? Sure. All these guys go. You guys go on up and you can freshen up or whatever you need to do. Okay. All right, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Charlie. Dude comes walking in, a dwarven dude. He kind of takes you guys upstairs, shows you to where your rooms are. He Elmer kind of leans back against the bar. Joseph, what did you do? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you see, I was just doing some regular business with the regular people, and... uh so some criminal business with some criminal people, <laughs> right? The hot feet, they were, uh, they were trying to buy some vials from me and I sold them for a better price to someone else. And then I told them that they, someone stole them from me. 
Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. You you know the hot feet are they're a little bit uh, dangerous. You know, you understand this, right? They like to kill people, uh, especially for. They like to kill people for, you know, just about anything, really. They're no respect to killing people. They like to kill people, uh, especially people who steal from them. They love money. Um, I love you, Joseph. You know I do. We're like brothers, <laughs> you and me. I can't, uh, I, can't, I can't get killed. Do you think I'm in danger if you stay here, you and your friends? I don't think so. Well, let me ask you another question. What are you going to do? Just get out in the morning? Just, like, walk up the street? I'll I'll have a disguise. You know that they're going to be looking for all of you now. I'm just, look, you want a room tonight? I got you, man. You can have these rooms. What I'm saying is, if you got business to take care of, maybe the cover of night is not the worst time to take care of such business as that. Especially, it's, a, it's supposed to be cloudy tonight. I heard, heard there's a storm brewing. You probably know that. Ah, good. So, we've got your rooms, but if you guys have business, maybe... You know, darkness is probably your friend. I'm your friend, but maybe also darkness is your friend. Yes, definitely. You think that uh, makes sense? It definitely makes sense. We'll save your rooms for you. I'm just saying, if uh, uh, you got business, look at me, Joseph. I know you. You got business. <laughs> uh, is there any way, other way I can help you guys? Um, maybe you have any of that juice from the uh, the orange fruit. <laughs> Oh, dear God. Everyone's an orange <laughs> juice aficionado. Oh, yeah, man. We got the orange juice. We love orange juice here. We All kinds of it. It's a specialty. Everyone comes here for it. You know, we, we don't want the crew getting scurvy. Oh, yeah. It's important, you know. You got to get that vitamin C in there. It's uh, it's a, it's, it's a essential part of every, every seafarer's diet. Just look, man. Just be careful out there, okay? Don't get dead while you're here. I'm, I'm <clears> trying to save you. You know, don't get dead. All right. Oh, we won't. We won't get that. Okay. Well, maybe go talk to your friends. If you guys are going out tonight, that's fine. I'll save your rooms. Just, uh, just be careful. Thanks, Yammer. Uh, you know what? I mean? Like I said, I love you, man. We're friends. You're my boy. We're friends. Yeah. All right. Get out of here, you scamp. <laughs> As I go to my room, I'll take out mm. a stone mm-hmm. and speak into it. Mm-hmm. Say, Ilwin. You might want to take the ship somewhere out of the port for now. We are currently a few leagues out from the port, sir. I assumed you had enough sense to do this, but just check. Of course. Of course. Uh, I did have to pull Pip and Skip off of the corpses. I am not surprised by that. They do get a little hungry sometimes. It's a bit of a disgusting habit. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> Cannibals? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I was assuming looting, but now I'm not so sure. Uh, I was thinking cannibals. <laughs> I can tell by my face he was like, what? Uh, <laughs> All right, you come upstairs. What do you do? I'm assuming I know which rooms they're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say the same mm-hmm. dwarf that took them up there is hanging out waiting to show you your room, and he can easily show you where their rooms are. All right. So I want to immediately go to my room. I'll go to their rooms. Okay. Maybe I'll go and get Kellen first. Okay. And we can all meet in the other room. Okay. You can just gather them up if you want to. Yeah. 
I was going to say, when you knock on the door and you come in. Oh, no. There's a dancing monkey. Oh, dear God. Please. Oh, wow. Ah, a little monkey. Throwback. And he disappears. <laughs> and I'm, like, shocked. Like, ha! Sorry. <laughs> oh, good we, old times. We need to discuss business. Let's go. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So now we're all in the same room. Yes. Now, the business we were attending to, you need to meet the governor, correct? Yes, I do. And you... Well, not not the governor. I need to m- meet Siren Darkbolt. Ah, uh, the governor will know where the Darkbolt is. And you, Elf... Yeah. You know the Darkbolt. You kind of have some sort of name to be known. I'm familiar with their family. So you're interested in helping this situation? Well, for for Hell's best friend, I think I can take a little bit of time in between my business and deal with this. And you, you're just looking for adventure, right? Well, at this point, you got me a free room, so I'm happy to help <laughs> however you can. All right, so we're all going to be setting out, I think, tonight and the cover of night. We should make our move towards the governor's house. At night? Well... Are we cowards? uh, We're not cowards, but... You know, that group of men that we fought, that that wasn't so bad. I've heard a little bit about them. But this city is actually crawling with halflings. They're just everywhere. It's like, every corner you go around, there's about 15 of them. It's it's ridiculous. And we don't want to deal with that many at once. I'll just tell you. But, come to think of it, we might actually, since it is a night of Brightport, the governor may not be at his house, he might be at uh, the Fight Club. The Fight Club, you say? Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, yes, at night. Yes, let's go <laughs> to this uh, Fight Club. <laughs> Definitely, uh, we should go at night, then. Yes, I, I think that would be in our best interest. Uh, we will... Lay low here for a while, take a, a short rest, and at nightfall we will set out for the fight club. Mm, I wish I would have used more key points if we're taking a uh, short rest. <laughs> <laughs> short rest, yes. I will come to your rooms and notify you when we're ready to go. You guys can take a short rest if anybody needs to use any hit dice. Everybody, everybody do everything you need to do on your short rest? Yeah, Kellen shoved food in his face. <laughs> uh, Joseph. Good old Mountain Dew. You gather your friends, tell them what's up, your new companions. Yes, I go to the rooms and get them together and say, I think it's time we move out. Yes, let's get to these fights. Uh, I mean, let's get to the governor. Um, go find the governor. Um, where do we all are? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh, stop grumbling. So how far is the fight club from us? So you're a little piece away, um, you know, a decent walk, but you know exactly where it is. You are still trying to be inconspicuous, correct? Yeah. So here's what I'm going to want to do then. I'm going to want to have group stealth checks. Alrighty. And as, as we're going, I'd like to just be like, well, since while we're going to this fight club, is there any rules we should be aware of? Um, <laughs> don't just 
just don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew it was going to be. That's, I knew that was the number one rule of Fight Club. I think that's the first rule. Yep, no one I'm, talks about that it. That might be the, the second rule as well. Yeah, I'm going to be following y'all from the rooftops. Oh, boy. Well, I that's <laughs> lovely. I rolled. Oh, boy. What's everybody else got? Hey, I got a natural 20. Oh, my. Well, funny enough, I rolled 11 on both, so it's a 13 on stealth. Okay. A 22. Oh, boy. So I'm going to cast jump on myself, okay. and I'm going to jump up to the rooftops. Okay. Shimming my way and doing cool parkour and stuff. All right. Parkour! Parkour! You guys are moving through the streets. Kellen is doing hardcore parkour and uh, being very stealthy, though. There's times when you don't even know if he's still there, but then you look up and you see a sprig of red beard sticking out from over the rooftop. <laughs> Charlie's just kind of walking behind you guys. So with a 22 and a natural 20, you have, with a group stealth check, the way it works is you got to get 50% success, and you guys are at 50%. Oh, amazing. And that nice. one might have been a double bad, but you got a double good mm-hmm. with Jeffrey's natural 20, so we'll balance those out. Yeah. Um, you guys are, you know... Being pretty <laughs> stealthy, uh, it helps that Joseph knows his way around town, that he knows all the right streets to go down and everything. Uh, but you, you all have sort of made somewhat of a distance, and, and Joseph knows that you guys are getting sort of close uh, to where you expect the fight club to be. You know, Joseph, that it is uh, in a secret location underneath a large sort of like warehouse. There's this door on the side. You go over to it. You give it a knock, the guy opens up, you sort of, if he knows you, he lets you in, or you give him like a password. You know, it sort of changes from time to time, but you're pretty confident in your ability to get in there. Uh, you're probably, I don't know, a couple blocks away from there. When you sort of turn a corner and you hear a sound of someone sort of moving quickly through, Kellen, you're on top, you look down at sort of, you're about to hop over a street where they're going to turn. And you, as you do so, you hop over to another rooftop and you glance down to see them just as two cloaked figures sort of collide with them. Who's in the front? Joseph? Me, of course. Joseph and who, who, like who's right behind him? I'd probably, I'd probably be right behind Okay. Him. So the two of you sort of uh, collide. Well, Joseph kind of being in the front steps a little bit out of the way and this big figure, like, I don't know, probably over six feet tall, cloaked, uh, just comes full birth, just bumps into you, Torin. Uh, you know, sort of stumble and uh, trip back. The other one kind of lively steps to the side. Uh, they look like they're normal height, probably like, I don't know, five and a half feet or so. And they skirt to the side and sort of look at you all. The big figure, though, when you bumped into him, he sort of stumbles and his hood pulls back, and you see this very tall, black-skinned half-orc. Oh, oh uh, pardon me. I did not mean to bump into you. Ah. It's the people's champion! <laughs> it's the people's champion! Uh, would I recognize this person? No, you would not. Okay, alright. No. Well, I just figured I would be looking into uh, the scene before I actually came to Yes, him. you might have heard the name. Uh, but I don't know what he looks you like. Might, you wouldn't have known what he looks like, no. Some some fans have come to see me already. The other figure says, Kjorg, we have to go now. I heard the name, right? You did. Okay. Do I know that name? Can I roll for it? Or I'd say that you might have heard the name. I just kind of perk up. Cured. Um, but cured. Are you, you're cured? Yeah. The people's champion. The people's champion. 
Kjorg, we have oh. to go now. We have to go right now. Like, Wait, right now. Before, are you still doing fights? We- yes, I'm the greatest fighter. Let, how, can we, let's, let's go. I'm, I'm a challenger. I'm a, uh. The other one steps up. She pulls her hood back, uh, and you guys see this golden-skinned tiefling woman. I, I do, as I, like, realize I'm being, like, very, like, I, I'm, I'm your kind of fanboy. Uh-huh. I kind of, all right, take it, and, like, I mean, uh, I'm a challenger. <laughs> We can, um, <laughs> we can definitely, I'm interested. We can schedule a fight and uh, see who the better fighter is. Look, I'm sure you're a great fighter, but maybe some other time. We have to go, Kjorg. Buddy, challenge me. We have to go right now. We're, we're headed. I'm doing like a bird call. <laughs> <laughs> we were just on our way over. Um, I'm yeah. sure for Kjorg, you yeah, you're could. obviously busy. Uh, <laughs> We'll get to this another time. I'm sure he'll be back in fights, and we'll probably be here for a while. What's your name, Challenger? I will remember you. Uh, Yinrik. Yinrik. I'll remember that name. All right. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Sure. Uh, let's go. Okay, okay. So they take off into the night past you guys. That was beautiful. I'm a little bit, like, um... For glimpse. Yinrik is typically a uh, like confident, like walks mm-hmm. with some. He's he's kind of like uh, checking himself, and he's like oh, kind of <laughs> trying to kind of calm himself down after seeing Kjorg. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> you guys. Charlie just kind of steps up and goes. Concentrate, guys. We need to go. Charlie's trying to tell you we need to go. Whoa. Ah, yes. Let's go. All right. Let's... We spent too long on these people. Sorry, it's it's Kirk. <laughs> so, didn't you hear him? He's the people's champion. He is the people's champion. You know him? I know of him. Oh. Yeah, everybody knows of him. I have to say, I really like his voice. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounded familiar. I was trying not to do the same voice as I'm doing for Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a challenge. Oh, thanks for throwing another character on me at the last second that I haven't played in six months, Paul. Thank you. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> um, okay. So you guys sort of start moving along again after this quick interruption. But as you're getting close, like I said, just a few blocks away now from the Fight Club, um, Kellen, roll me a perception check. Let's do this. That 20, Uh-oh. baby. Okay, you hear screams. Yeet. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and you also see smoke. Uh, oh, I know what's Guys, gonna... guys. I'm, like, trying to get their attention the best I can without being... I'm, like, doing all these hand signals what is and it? stuff of, like... What, what, are you, what are you saying? Kellen, speak. <laughs> Flames, screams, people dying right up ahead. Did you say people dying? Yes, I, I I reach just to feel. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go ahead and just everybody have inspiration. You guys are killing the role play. Okay. Inspiration all around. Are you all like going forward, checking it out? Uh, I can move forward yeah. and if check it out. It's in the direction of the Fight Club. Oh, it's it's coming from the Fight ah, Club. Yes, we're we're going that way. Yeah, I would it's, definitely pick up my pace and just start almost running over there. You run there. The door that you know leads down in the fight club, Joseph, there is smoke billowing out of it. People are rushing out and screaming, coughing. It seems to be utter pandemonium. Oh, boy. This this is a dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> well, this doesn't look good. 
No. You hear screams coming from inside. Do you guys not have some kind of magic that can save the club? <laughs> He's like, not the club. Anything yeah, but the fight club. Anything but the fight club. I have business in the club. Uh, hmm. I need to know what you're doing. At this point, is like the door clear as in there's the, like flames or anything coming out of the door besides people? There's just people in smoke. You can tell that the fire's inside. I was like, let's go, and I'll just run in there. Okay, it's down a staircase. Yeah, d- down, go down the staircase and just okay. try and push me through the door. Kinda, I'm going to look at the captain like, uh, are we going down there? <laughs> All right, let's go. I want to try to cast Gust and kind of blow the flames back as we walk through. Okay, so let's do this. Let's go ahead and we're going to roll initiatives and we're going to call this a skills challenge, okay? I'm going to give Torin first spot in initiative just automatically. Okay. I mean, since we're not not going against enemies here, you know what I'm saying? We're all just working together. But I'm going to give Torin first roll in initiative since he was the first to rush in. So it'll be Torin first, and then the rest of you can go ahead and, and roll me your initiatives. Eight. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right, so it's going to be Kellen second, and then we've got Yenrik third. That gnome body is so sleek. Man, it's <laughs> so so dexterous, so lithe with with forty seven <laughs> ths. Uh, okay, and then we have 40. Joseph, just forty seven ths. All right, Joseph, you're going to go last, but I'm going to let you go ahead and use your gust preemptively as you guys are entering the stairwell. Okay, so what I'm going to say is for this round, none of you are affected by the smoke. Awesome. But that may be something that could become a problem later. Especially, it, it, it would definitely have been a problem in this hallway because the hallway is pretty much full with smoke. But I'm also going to say that it clears the smoke for everyone that's trying to get out right now. And as you're going in, there are people of all shapes and sizes running out, okay? Torin, you run down the stairs. You come clearing the stairwell, and inside you see a what looks like it was a large eight-sided fighting ring that has been engulfed completely in flames. People are screaming. There are people on the floor uh, passed out. Some people are trying to like drag other people out. Uh, what do you do? I would look for anyone who just seems gravely injured. That's the first thing I would look for, is anyone who definitely 100% needs to get out of there at that moment. Alright, you see someone up ahead. Someone seems to be dragging someone else. Uh, the figure that is being dragged is... They look like a large, like, uh, half-orc, maybe, or something like that. You can't really tell right now. Someone very, very large, extra, extra strong, pretty beat-up looking, uh, knocked out. And this person, someone is trying to drag them across the floor, this huge dude. Uh, The one that's trying to drag them, it looks like a female uh, tiefling. You see horns kind of coming up and, uh, like, spinning out and pointing backwards. And they're trying to drag this large figure toward the door. But the large figure is not moving. I would run over there and just help that person drag the big orc through the door. Okay, you run over and you go to grab the large half-orc figure. The uh, the tiefling woman sees you and she says, Yes, if you could just just get him out. He's unconscious. He he just lost a fight. He can't stand. Can you lift him? Yes, I guess I can. Thank you. I will see to others. Go, go, go. Quickly. Uh, you gonna try and, like, firemen's carry him out of here? Yeah. Uh, just give me a strength athletics. So athletics... That will be a 13. Okay, that's enough. Uh, you know, he is heavy, <laughs> very heavy. So you're moving kind of slow. It's going to take you probably, It'll. T- I'll just say you can get him to the top of the stairs this round. Okay. Now we go to Kellen. All right. 
Kellen, uh, you come down the stairs. You see the same thing he did. All these people screaming. There's fire oh. just ignited. It's just lit this place up. Uh, what are you wanting to do? What are you wanting to look for? What are you doing? Oh, I thought I was still outside. Oh, you're outside? Okay. Yeah, I, I stayed on the rooftop. Oh, okay. I've got a plan. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to use create or destroy water at second level. Okay. It says you create up to a 10 gallon of clean water within range in an open container. Alternatively, the water falls as rain in a 30 foot cube within range. Extinguishing exposed flames in the area. Okay. So yeah, I want to use that. So you're outside though? Yes, I'm outside on the rooftops. Okay. You cast uh, Create Water onto the building and you know there is some fire catching on the outside of the building and things like that uh this water starts to it definitely dampens that and it seems to be controlling the fire outside for now it it does not put out the whole fire yeah the building is much larger than 30 feet yeah uh but you are uh, the area we'll say that you're targeting like where people are coming out yeah you're targeting that area and any of the fire that's external that started to come is extinguished and you're definitely helping those people that are trying to escape. Yep. Okay. Uh, Yenrik. When I enter, I see the same thing? Yes. Uh, Yenrik probably takes a second, kind of looks around the arena and just like, not that anyone knows, but kind of just like imagines it without the fire. What it could be. Sheds a single tear? Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> upon seeing uh, Torin grab someone, he would go along with that plan and try to grab someone nearby that maybe is on the ground. Um. Okay. You see a woman not too far from the entrance. Looks like maybe she was running toward it. There is actually a piece of what looks like a rafter that is lying across her back. Is she awake? She is unconscious, passed out, and is lying on top of her. It's not a flame yet, but you know she's knocked out underneath it. It looks like maybe it fell and hit her. Okay. Can I check to see whether she's alive? You can. You can tell she is breathing. You don't have to, like, roll for it. Okay. Then uh, I would try to grab her. Okay. She's kind of held to the floor by this beam. I'm gonna, I would try to lift that beam. Okay. I'm going to need, I guess, an athletics check for this as well. That's a 22. Oh, my. Noise. Yep. Just one-handed. I'm just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty heavy, but you probably because of the adrenaline and all that stuff, you are you are easily able to get it up and like once you've got the beam up, sort of pull her through. Uh, maybe using your shoulder to hold it, you know, just whatever you choose to do. So, but you're definitely able to handle it enough to get her loose from it before you drop it back to the ground. Now, is there any way to wedge that beam on so it stays up on the roof? Uh, not this round, but that might be something you could do next round. Okay, because then I would like to save, try to save the structure, <laughs> as much of, the as build, you the can. structure of the building. <laughs> save the All fight, right, Joseph. It's me. It's you. Everyone else is gone. It's a you. It's a me, I'm Joseph. So, would I know where the um, governor normally sits at, or is in here? Uh, you come into the bottom of the uh, steps around the same time that Torin and Yenrik do. You see Torin and Yenrik immediately go to saving people. You see Torin run forward and grab this big burly guy from a female, a woman. Mm-hmm. And when you do, this, this tiefling woman, you recognize her. You recognize her as the wife of one Sebastian Blackfire. What's her name again? You're not sure. Um, you, uh... Roll me a history check. History. 
Okay, that is... Yeah, that's a, an eight total. You're not sure. You feel like you would know it if you heard it, but you can't remember off the top of your head. You just know that that is the governor's wife. So I see her. You see her. Mrs. Mrs. Blackfire, where is the governor? Is he safe? We need to get you out of here. Uh, I, I he's he's not here. He didn't come tonight. He had some some business to attend to. We must must save these people quickly. Can you help? Yes, I can. She turns and you see her run like she told him she was going to do, uh, and she just goes to grabbing anyone she can, trying to lead them toward the door. All right, so I want to gather a group of them and her to me. Uh huh. That would that would fit inside a twenty foot diameter sphere. Mm hmm. Because I want to cast warding wind. Okay, she is gathering people toward you as you give her like the instruction to do that. Go ahead. What does that do? So it just happens a strong wind, 20 miles per hour, blows around you in a 10-foot radius. Okay. So that's 20-foot total. And moves with you, So remaining centered on you. And it lasts for okay. up to 10 minutes. And it also extinguishes unprotected flames in its area that are torch size or smaller, which isn't big flames. But okay. None of these are torch size or smaller. So yeah. here's what I'm going to want you to do. Just go ahead and give me a uh, just a D20 with your arcana. Arcana. That's an 18. Okay, that's good. Good, good, good. Okay, so you're actually doing a really good job of managing this wind and keeping it from, like, sort of, like, you know, blowing good oxygen into the flames. They're too big for them to put out, but they are deafening the flames around you guys, which makes it an easy path for you all to escape. Now, Mrs. Blackfire does not follow you. She stays down here still trying to rescue people. And now we roll back around to Torin. Torin, you've gotten this big figure out. You kind of drop him on the street. What do you do? He looks really injured, right? Looks pretty rough, yes. Well, for one thing, he looks like someone beat his eyes out uh, <laughs> in a fight. And he's got some burns on his skin. He's just in rough shape. Alright, so I'm going to use let's say 10 points of my uh, lay on hands on him. And then mm-hmm. we'll rush back down to the into the burning building. Okay, cool. We'll say that that takes your action, but okay. your healing touch sort of you see it like heal those burns on his arms and his legs. He still looks pretty rough from having lost a bad fight, but he's he's not in any mortal danger as you head back down the stairs. Kellen, you're you're still outside, right? Yes, okay. but I'm gonna run in there as well. Okay, so Kellen, you're coming down yeah. and heading down in there. Okay. I'm going to say it takes pretty much all your movement to get to the bottom of the steps. Yep. Okay. What do you do? Uh, look for the nearest person I can't help. There are people everywhere. Um, A decent number it, of people. Would it be possible for me to create that water and just spread it or In spray here? it? Yes. Uh, yeah, you're just trying to like put out Douse fires. flames, yeah. Uh, yeah, give me a, give me a check. Um, it's not really arcana because you're... Just give me a, a spell attack with your spell attack modifier, which Sick. I think is a plus seven. Yep. Uh, 18. 18. Okay, with an 18, you're able to sort of create this water and just kind of spray it around the room. It's not enough to put out the flames in here. They're getting... They're beyond stopping. Okay? Yes. You, you know how it is. There, there comes a point when when material in a building has gotten so hot under a fire that it, you're not going to be able to just put it out and, oh, we saved it. But you're definitely dampening it, making it easier for anyone 
to save someone who is injured. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Yenrik advantage on his next action. Oh, yeah. Sick. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. I was going to try to... I really wanted to get that pillar up, but um, seeing that the flames are starting to like overtake this building mm-hmm. and everybody is getting everyone out, they're not yeah. focused on saving the building, I would also try to grab some people and get them out. Let me give you a scenario, Yenrik. Okay. Kellen steps in and starts spraying this water all around, and it's dampening. It creates more smoke, but it is dampening the room. The wind that Joseph is still kind of stirring is helping with the smoke. But as a side effect of that wind, you notice out of the corner of your eye as another of these pillars sort of cracks and gives way and falls forward. And you look and you see right as it comes down and Miss Blackfire, who you don't know who she is, but the woman that you've seen helping others, she quickly runs forward and pushes uh, another figure, a, uh, a male, out of the way, pushes this man forward, and as it does, this beam hits her and pins her to the wall. It doesn't, it doesn't crush her. It stops just short of that, but she is stuck, pinned to the wall, and the pillar is on fire, and the wall is on fire. Okay, so I see this happening. Is there any way... Uh, she's already been hit. There's no way for me to dive in there. I'm very fast. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I have four to five movement. I will give you a ch- yeah, I will give you a chance in your quickness to okay. sort of stop her. She's stepping up to save someone else. I'll give you a chance to step up and save her. I'm going to try to do like a power slide and okay. hook her around the well, waist or something so I don't get crushed either. All right. We'll call that acrobatics. Okay. With advantage, correct? Yes, you have advantage. Which I uh, will not need because... Uh-oh. You roll a natural 20. Uh, we got us a crit. Boy. Yeah. We got Nat us a crit. Okay. I crit down and I crit up. So okay. <laughs> I got one of each in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be enough. So you see her rush forward and it's sort of like bullet time. Everything slows down. And you see slow motion. She's rushing forward. She pushes the man out of the way but her reaction time is not quick enough. Luckily, your reaction time is suddenly just beyond the scope of mortal men <laughs> and uh, maybe blessed with the touch of Provalian's magic. You don't know what it is. You s- just rush forward and with like a sliding hook, just like you described, you're able to hook her waist and pull her forward just enough that when that pillar slams into the wall, you are just inches away from it. You have saved her potentially from death as far as she knows. I would help her out afterward, but tell her, run run for the exit. <laughs> Joseph. Me again. It is your turn. So did I get those people out? Yes, you did, and there are significantly fewer folks left in here. The fire is starting to build back up, but most of the people that are in here, are they seem to be sort of getting free and, and getting around the smoke. You blowing it around with the wind and the water from Kellen and all that has helped. Okay, so but there are still people in here. I mean, I'm going to go back down there. So you said, I mean, there's still smoke, but the wind's kind of blowing it away so people could see, sort of? I mean, it was when you were down there. As you're coming down, it's it's filling filling the room back up. You know what I'm saying? So as I go back down, I kind of want to use two spells. Okay. So I can use sorcerer points if you're cool with that, to do that, to make one a bonus action and one an action. What are you wanting to do? If I keep this wind blowing around me, it's going to... if And I'm, like, in the in the stairway, I don't want to make it difficult for people to get out around me. That was just kind of to help that big group of people to get out at once, sort of. 
So I was gonna, you know, kind of release that once I got them to the top so they get out and everything. Okay. And then go back in, and ca- I want to use uh, light on myself to make a light for people to see. Okay. And? And gust to blow the smoke away. Okay, so you're wanting to use two cantrips. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, so... I mean, I'll even say that you don't have to use your sorcery points. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're okay. we're playing a little fast and loose with the... It's, it's not an exact six seconds. So, I'll say that you have time to get both going. Uh, especially since you've released your concentrated spell. Alright. So, you cast light to sort of be a beacon. Yes. And then gust to clear the way of smoke and flame for people to get to where you are. Yes. Give me a, uh, a check of some kind for the effectiveness of said spell. Uh, it's a 17 plus 2 is 19. man. Y'all are kilting it with these rolls right now. <laughs> uh, all right, you are very, very successful. In this moment, you all, Yenrik, as you're, like, picking yourself and uh, Miss Blackfire up and, you know, sort of getting yourselves and the guy that she pushed out of the way back up off the floor, you see as Joseph runs in, just kind of, oh, starts shining <laughs> like a beacon of light and just bursts this great gust of wind out from the door to push back all the fire and the smoke. Everyone, come to me. Everyone starts moving toward Joseph. I would probably tell Mrs. Blackfire, I would be mm-hmm. like, I don't know who she is, but I'd like, Go, go toward the light. Don't go toward the light, but go toward that light. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't yeah. go into the light, but go toward that light. <laughs> yes. She she now, sort of shaken up, runs toward Joseph. Everyone else does so as well, all the, all the people inside. And as far as you can all tell, you have cleared the floor uh, of any remaining people. And we're coming out of initiative order now as this skills challenge is coming to a close. The flames have deteriorated the ceiling enough that it's starting to cave in and fall. It's pretty much get out of here or die. Oh, we need to go. I'm trying to get out of there. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm hitting hitting the road. Is there a window near me? Uh, This is underground, so (laughs) no. Oh, no. So probably not. No, no. Okay, well, I'm going to make some steps and run yep. toward the door as quick as possible. You all quickly run out the steps. Uh, you come outside onto the street. People are just kind of gathered around coughing. Some people are crying. People are, are freaking out. A few people got hurt. Some people, you know, as you sort of wander around, you hear of some people um, that didn't make it. Um, probably before you guys got here even, you know, just, just the pandemonium, the flames, everything is bad. After just a moment before you guys really have a chance to uh, to, to really do anything. I'd like to say when I get to the stop, top of the stairs, I just want to take one last back, one last look back at the <laughs> arena. And, just, <laughs> and, then, and then, uh, then I'll leave the... It just caves in as you're leaving. Yeah, the <laughs> roof just starts falling in all around it. My dreams of fighting in the arena are also caving in. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, sorry, Yenrik. Yeah, well... So here we are, Yenrik, as you're standing there trying not to show the pain inside, you're approached by a, uh, a tiefling woman. She has like a tannish skin but with a little bit of a golden sort of turn to it. Is that the one that we had seen before? Yes, the tiefling, the same one that you saved. The mayor's wife. Oh, okay. I thought, yes. gotcha. She comes forward. She says, Sir, I, I just want to say thank you. Make me feel so old by calling me sir. Well. Um, <laughs> no, no, he doesn't say that. I'm sorry. Uh, what is your name? Uh, Yinrik. Yinrik. 
spread spread the name around. Uh, I'm gonna be the next people's champion. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, where is the people's champion? Doesn't seem like I'm gonna be the next people's champion. Actually, uh, don't worry. I I have a feeling that this Fight Club will persist. But I just wanted to say thank you for your efforts down there for saving those that were unfortunate, as well as well myself. Of course, and uh, your name? Oh, uh, my name. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not myself. This is, forgive me. I am the wife of the governor of Brightport. Actually, I was headed to a dinner nearby when I saw the smoke, and I just rushed in to help, to try and save everyone that I could. My name is Talia. Talia Blackfire.